If you're authentic, strategic, and consistent, you'll start to see a lot of benefits. Everyone is a creator of communications, of media. These are skills we should be teaching in school. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to The Path Forward here at TexEdCon 23 in Dallas, Texas. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez. Got a special guest, J.W. Marshall. Sounds like a senator's name. I always want to say, sir, Congressman, how are you doing today? You know, I've been mistaken before conferences like this, just attending a session for, oh, you must be with the TEA. It's just J.W. Marshall, or you must be <laughs> some type of politician. I'm like, no, 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 no. But you're, you're, you're with Summit K-12 that does a lot with superintendents and, and the education space. Um, and here we have an opportunity to kind of collaborate and talk about some of the big issues that are out there. Well, it's always been an issue. Yeah. And it's how people are communicating and messaging. But in your experience, is, now, is it now more than ever a priority for a district, a community, to figure out how they're going to do that and how they're going to do it well? Well, it's not just districts, it's everyone. It's, you know, vendors, districts, individuals, you know, that have brands now. It, it is the way of the world. It's 21st century. Um, these are skills we should be teaching in school. And I'm yes. seeing more and more districts um, really not just having uh, what used to be their, you know, school TV channel. The, the AV. The AV people, 10 minutes, right? But they're expanding outside of the walls, right? That everyone... Um, I work in science also, and everyone's a scientist. That's, you know, a new change that we're moving towards. Everyone is a creator of communications, of media, um, and whether they like it or not. Yep. Uh, some, they want to do a lot of it. Uh, some, you need to know the bare minimum to navigate this world that we're moving into. And so, uh, really, you know, some at K-12, we do English language development, we do reading language arts, we do science, but we also do a lot of media because we see that as the, the future communication tool and the, really the present communication tool for uh, everyone. And so it's really fun when we get to work with districts that we get to help inspire them and teach them kind of what we know so that they can do more of their own media. So we're trying to teach people how to fish. Um, and some districts are really latching on. They're the early adopters. They've really um, had the support of the community uh, and others are lagging behind. Yes. And they, it's one of those things we feel like we need to be doing this. Okay, now we know we need to be doing this, but we don't know how. Um, and so they're looking around going, what's other, what are other districts doing? And so I think those districts that want to be leaders in a lot of other areas, this is one that they need to be leading in. And I think for those districts that aren't necessarily considered a leader in, in other areas, this is an opportunity, a really big opportunity to show that you can build community within your walls, within your city or your town, but even show off the great work that you're doing Absolutely. outside and that's gonna help elevate everything in your district. Um, and the students are gonna get it. That's how students learn now. Um, and so really connecting with them on their level, uh, but not just dumbing down the content or trying to be, you know, yeah. uh, cheeky or, uh, you know, cool. And then it comes off as totally not cool, right? You got to do it in your own way and be authentic. I think that's the big uh, piece of advice I would give for districts. Uh, if you're not doing media, not just social media, but video podcasting uh, to communicate to your, all of your stakeholders, but especially your students and your schools, you need to do it and you need to do it authentically. You don't have to do it perfectly if you can do it authentically. 
I think that we're, if we're being transparent, right, all districts are competing for students, whether it's public to public, whether it's charter, whether it's all of us want more students because more students drive funding, drive opportunity to do different programming. Is it fair to say every school district, everybody in it should be a communicator and a salesman for that district? Because we're at that we're at that time where if you're not doing it, somebody else is, and they're going to take your market share, which in this case are students. Absolutely, I think again we need to practice what we preach. We need to model to students that you're always you know you're selling, even if it's not a sales position, you're selling ideas, you're selling um, you know that next program, that new program that's then going to impact student lives. You're selling the students on trusting you Absolutely. as the administrator, as the teacher, to you know follow them down path A or path B. And so uh, we're all selling whether we realize it or not. And to recognize it and to be intentional to get better at it, I think is key. And communication and sales aren't the exact same thing, but they are very closely related, right? The better you can uh, sell, the, the better you can communicate. And so communication for me is a little more than mediums that you're using, right? Uh -huh. Whether that's a speech in front of a large audience or that's a podcast or that's a, a social media um, or a TikTok, you know, a one minute video, uh, all of that is communication. And so I think the better we can get at it now, the, the better we're gonna be at it down the road because a lot of it just comes with experience, it comes with putting one foot in front of the other, um, trying new things, knowing not everything's gonna work. Um, and that's a great model to provide for your students too, right? That iterative process, that yep. scientific process that, uh, hey, whatever we launch today, we know we may not use a year or two from now, but we got to start somewhere. And I think that's my urgent call to district leadership is you got to start now. You got to start before you get behind, too far behind. Is it partly the, the late adopters, if you will, or the ones that know but are, are hesitant? I feel like it, in this era, the mistake, we always say, hey, we want our students to be risk takers. We want them to, to be able to get out there and fail and fail forward and all that stuff. Fail fast. Fail fast, fail forward, all that stuff. If you miss and you fail, particularly your, your superintendent, you fail in, in a large enough way, it puts your job at risk. It puts the district at risk. It can have lasting impact. Do you feel like that's a part of the hesitation for like, hey, we just got to lean into this thing and... and Get with, the, get with the times. Fear of the unknown, yeah. right? You've not done it before, it's uncomfortable. Um, and really failure doesn't often look like uh, we did something and it had a big backlash, right? We said the wrong thing. Right. Failure usually looks like we tiptoed in and then it tapered off and people go, oh yeah, we, we tried that podcasting thing, it didn't really work. Yeah. Well, you only did four episodes and you did one a week for two weeks and then you did one a month later and then three <laughs> months later. And that makes you look bad because then people will find that online and go, what, what happened there? Right. So I think the key is to have a plan to be strategic as much as you can, but then be consistent. Uh, so so I'm adding to my authentic, uh, strategic and consistent. You can't go wrong. Right. Um, and people do have a pretty short um, attention span these days. So the episodes you did last year, yeah, there's an archive people could go back, but most people are going to look for what you're doing now, what you're doing next. Sure. And so don't overthink the perfect medium, the perfect podcast episode, the perfect communication to the board or to the community. 
just again, if you're authentic, obviously spell check and uh, run it through some kind of chain of command. <laughs> somebody. You don't have somebody at a lower level speaking for the district in a way that you wouldn't represent sure. the district well. Um, but you have those those uh, protocols in place already for the most part. Um, and now lean into them and, and don't be afraid because if you don't, you're going to get passed by. So what does it mean for business and how they communicate with schools, right? Because I mean, we happen to be at a conference where there's yep. there's learning, and but there's always service providers, vendors wanting to provide a service to school districts, not just school districts, but any any entity. What does it mean for them to leverage their opportunities to communicate well and differently as as we evolve and as everything is instantaneous and we need information now and who can provide what now? How do businesses react to that? The ones that are starting to do it are seeing a, a lot of success, a lot of ROI. Uh, what I would say to businesses is it's not instant, but it comes faster than you would think. So it's not your first episode, your first week, your right. first month, but within three to six months, if you're authentic, strategic, and consistent, you'll start to see the benefits. a lot of benefits. And what you're doing is you're providing value to prospective customers, to your current customers, to the community at large. And anytime you provide value, people are going to talk, they're going to share it, they're going to tell people to come, they're going to want to be on your show if you decide to host your own show. And then you're, you're adding value versus always, you know, annoying people, cold calling, spamming with emails, yes. all the things, the traditional things salespeople do in the past, business development people do in the past. I'm not saying you can't do those things. There's not a time or place to ask for something, but um, really giving value first and making the the customer the prospect the star of the show sure giving them that platform letting them share it out if you if you've done good work they'll tell your story for you exactly and then as a marketing person the best marketers are your customers yes. the best you know they're going to believe it's a copycat that, league exactly they're going to believe your customers a thousand times more than they're going to believe you how how do you recommend or guide a, a client or someone that that wants to start their own show how do you keep them from, because they're passionate about this thing or this topic, from getting so deep or only staying here where the, the audience just narrow, narrow, narrow? Because everybody's passionate about something. Yeah. And it's, I see that that seems to be a trap that people fall into. Like, if you're passionate, you start narrowing down your, your audience because you, you, don't, you don't realize that maybe that's a small percentage of people that are going to be interested to check you out for all the other great things you might have going well, that's where the strategic part comes in. Okay. Um, because the, the bad news is you're competing not just against another district yes. or another company. You're competing against Netflix. You're competing against that's right. uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, that's where people point. spend their time. Yes. Um, and so you do need to bring a level of quality. So I'd recommend to anyone that wants to get serious to enlist a little bit of third-party help, at least at the beginning, to help make sure that you're accountable to yourself and your goals, to help set those goals, and to help you really hone in on what are those, how big or small do we need to go? Because you want to cast a large enough net, you're making impact, but not too large of a net that you're just one of a million other sure. things somebody could do. So you've got to find your niche. Um, and I think for districts, it's starting within, you know, because just taking care of your own house and your own teachers and your own students is very important. And then going out one level to the community around you, right? To the board, to the uh, businesses that are partners with you that are sponsoring things already. And then you decide where is enough, right? And not every podcast or show has to have 
millions of viewers, right? right? It could be hundreds, maybe thousands, but if they're the right people, the right stakeholders, the right audience, that's success right there. So I would also, you know, recommend not getting caught up in the numbers trap. Gotcha. Right. But if you're true to yourself, true to your audience and you're inviting the right people on, eventually they'll share it out enough and enough uh, members will come on. The audience will grow. It'll take care of itself if you're focused in the right direction um, and you have, you know, somewhat of a narrow scope. Otherwise, you can't compete. You have something to say. But, yeah, if you go too far down one topic or one thing, you could marginalize yourself into kind of all right, we got 10 people that listen every week and that's about it. And they've all been on the show. So what do we do next? So uh, start in your house, move out to your community. And, and for most districts, that's enough. And then for businesses, same thing. Start with your customers, start with your employees, use the people you know, and then work out you know, to the next level and the next level and then decide how far do we want to take it. Last question for you. Yep. It's the magic question. How do you recommend a, a district or an entity business select their host because a lot of people assume that's got to be oh it's got to be the ceo it's got to be the marketing person but the host is important and how do you say okay make sure that you consider these things uh so a couple different ways to select the host sometimes it's pretty clear cut okay. this person is our pr chair for a reason they are great at this they're very personable um, passionate knowledgeable uh, a lot of times it could be one of a number of people um, I would be open to multiple hosts sharing the duties initially, and then you may settle in on one or two. Um, I wouldn't have a different host every time, right? right? So again, you want to kind of narrow that down. Um, usually, I would recommend, you know, sometimes even a third-party host initially, because they're going to be professional, they're going to follow the script, they're going to keep you on track, and initially having guests on that could potentially become your host. So almost a way of kind of screening, ah, I like that. Um, you know, a couple of different people, see who takes to it as a guest first and then say, hey, you want to co-host or you want to do one. And then that's a way a lot of people can kind of more strategically, because if you start with the wrong host, it's kind of hard to kick them out sometimes, depending <laughs> on their personality. And so it is kind of a, yeah. a, an important part of that strategy is to think through who's it going to be. And if it's not clear, uh, maybe even another thing I like to recommend, a weekly series is great or a monthly but sometimes just a mini series to start. You yeah. know what, we got this one important topic uh, facing the school board or the school district. We want to do a multi-part, could be three, could be six episodes from different key stakeholders. And you know, if nothing else happens, we'll know we did a quality project. Then typically that evolves into, wow, look at that response from the community. We should be doing this every week or every month. And so I think that's another strategic way to kind of not just dip your toe, you're committing, but you're not committing indefinitely to every week, 52 weeks a year. I love it. Wise words. Thank <laughs> you for sharing the wisdom, JW. Thank you for being on the path forward. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, I'll, we'll hopefully be back again sometime soon. You got it. Produced by Podcast Architects.